Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really could have devoured him And from that point then we hear a name change Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 280, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We are live and living color, getting funky like a monkey, if you will. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We are live, 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 and I am uh, so excited about uh, this evening. Uh, I think this person broke a record officially tonight, uh, so I'm really excited about that. It's going to be really fun to get some Q&A. We've got a lot of stuff uh, that has uh, that is going on. Um, and you know, and I, and I'm just really excited about what the WrestleZone.com Q and A uh, has for us tonight. It's going to be really interesting. We're already getting people filling up tonight, so it's going to be lots and lots of fun. Uh, hello, everyone that's uh, coming on. Hello, everyone that is uh, uh, loading up here. So here's the thing. Right now, we're going we're going to do a live Q and A session with former WWE referee. Uh, Lucha Underground referee. You can also see him uh, on uh, the. I'm having a brain fart. You can the Glow series. <laughs> you can see see him on the Glow series. Uh, so I'm really excited. So whatever you have, whatever questions you have, go ahead and post them up. We'll get started here in a moment. Uh, live Q and A session for for WWE former WWE referee. So without further ado, we're going to bring him on the show tonight. Uh, I think he broke a record. I think this is the, as far as the guest is concerned on this show, um, he's been a co-host a couple times, so I don't know if I'm going to count. I think I will, because he is a guest, and he is a feature in my eyes. 
So I'm really excited about that. that. So I think you broke a record. So congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think this person uh, has broken the record uh, the fourth time that he's been on the show, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, We have a bunch of people um, that have been on uh, three times. We've had had quite a few that's been on for three times. Uh, But this person has been on for a fourth, so congratulations. Uh, So without further ado, I'm going to give you one of these because you've been on here four times. Uh, You broke a record, so... Marty Elias, my good friend, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? God, man, I I I feel like I should be taking a bow in front of everybody. This is this is cool. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely, your coronation. So, uh, mm. absolutely, man. Uh, without further ado, let's uh, before we get into any questions or anything, just let the listeners know we've got a lot of people on Facebook Live right now, the WrestleZone.com. Uh, let people know just uh, what's going on in the world of of Marty Elias and uh, what exactly uh, uh, you're bringing in store as far as uh, a referee is concerned. And while while he do that, load uh, load it up with questions. Uh, ask some questions to Marty Elias. We'll, we'll uh, fire away as far as the questions are concerned. Let the listeners know uh, what you're doing nowadays. Well, right now, uh, j- just kind of being normal. Uh, waiting for uh, Glow and Lucha Underground to, to kick up and start up sooner than later. So, uh, you know, a, a little bit of news there. there. There's been some things happening within Lucha Underground behind the scenes, you know, that, uh, that, that everybody may see us sooner than later. Uh, Glow actually uh, is getting ready for some announcements, I've been told, and, uh, you know, waiting to see when those things are going to be done, uh, actually working on a, on an after buzz TV show, uh, with Dale, uh, Rutledge and Kia Stevens, awesome Kong, uh, that's on after buzz TV. It's called ringside pop. So nice. if folks want to check that out too, you know, I, I'm involved with that. And, uh, from what I've been told, it's, it's doing fairly well. And, you know, we, we've had four episodes and we, we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, the episodes there, every Sunday night at 11 p.m. on AfterBuzz TV. So come check it out. That's Ringside Pop. And other than that, I'm, I've really just been laying low. I, I've reached out to some promotions and, and let people know that I'm available. But at the same time, I'm just kind of saving myself, so to speak, for Glow, Lucha Underground, and uh, Ringside Pop. So uh, there you go. So is Ringside Pop a podcast? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It, it, it's a AfterBuzz uh, TV uh, show podcast. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's very cool. I'm having fun with that. So, uh, typically, you know, so it's basically like typical uh, wrestling talk. Like, what are the topics that you guys cover? Well, well, of course, it's called Ringside Pop, and what we do is we actually cover uh, wrestling. It 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 has uh, a sprinkle of wrestling. But what we do is, is we focus on a lot of uh, pop culture stuff that's going on, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that's in the news, stuff that's wrestling related. You know, we, we the first couple shows, we, we've covered Japan, all things Japan, and, of course, we threw the wrestling in there. And then we uh, also did a uh, Comic-Con uh, episode, and we, we've done a women's wrestling episode, and, mm-hmm. 
you know, so we're, we're pretty much covering things that are involved with pop culture, and, and we're putting a wrestling spin to it. So we're uh, touching news, we're touching other topics, and uh, you know, we're having fun with it. You know, we 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 don't want to make it another wrestling show because Lord knows that there's a, a lot of them out there that pop up. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, we we wanted to yeah. you know I'll put a different spin on it, and and so far so good, and, and we're having a good time doing it. You know, a lot of it is very spontaneous and, uh, you know, J- uh, Dale has been fabulous, you know, doing stuff and, uh, you know, hopefully this thing picks up and, and a lot of people, uh, tune in and check it out and, and have fun with it too. Absolutely. So how did you get an alliance with, I know that you guys work together in Globe, but how in the world <laughs> did you and Hong, uh, formulate an alliance uh, to to get uh, <laughs> a podcast started out. How did that come about? Well, actually, uh, Dale had reached out to to Kia and and mentioned, but at the same time, I I and Dale, and, you know, because I did one of his other shows called Fox Compadres, and I had so much fun mm-hmm. on that show. Hence, you know, I, I have fun, you know, when I'm doing stuff. And that's why I'm on here for the fourth time. And I just got a good vibe about it. And I said, hey, I said, if you're ever interested in, in doing something different, I said, I, I would really like to talk to you about it. And if there's something that we can do, I mean, you know, by all means, please remember me and keep me in mind. So, yeah. you know, he, he, he got his wheels turning and he uh, at the same time reached out to Kia because he – he knew Kia wanted to do something different as far as interviewing and, and some other stuff. And, uh, you know, unbeknownst to me at the time, he was in touch with both me and Kia simultaneously. So then when he said, yeah, I, I got this new show going on and this is what I'd like. Oh, and by the mm-hmm. way, uh, Kia Stevens is involved too. And I went, really? So I didn't know Kia was involved. <laughs> Kia didn't know I was involved. So now we know uh-huh. we're involved in, you know, here we go. But it, it's been great because, you know, uh, we, we have a good chemistry and chemistry is always something that works very, very well. And, uh, you know, we're running with it. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. It's it's uh, really cool to that. And AfterBuzz is picking up a lot of steam. Uh, of course, uh, X-Pac, uh, the X-Pac uh, 12360, I believe this uh, show is called. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, one of the hottest things on After Buzz at this point. Uh, so After yeah. Buzz is really picking up some steam. So uh, that's really awesome. Uh, let's get into some questions. Um, I think the last time we talked, uh, we were talking about outcomes of matches. Uh, that was a really interesting element that we were talking about before. Um, next, uh, another question I have, uh, and of course we'll say some questions here from the live uh, um Facebook Live. Any like again? Any questions you have for former WWE referee Marty Elias? Just uh, drop them down there, and uh, we'll uh, go ahead and, uh, and let them and let them uh, let them fly. Uh, so, did you ever get injured while refing a WWE match? Oh, all the time. You know, uh, I had my front teeth kicked out in Rome one time. Uh, Edge. Edge and Shawn Michaels were working a live event together, and there was a spot where, where, where I needed to uh, get get hit. But 
normally instead of turning my head, what I did is I just left my mouth open. Ah, and Edge's heel came spinning around and, and caught me right in the uh, in the mouth and, and, and it cracked my teeth, my, my my four front teeth. So you know, I, I I had to wait to get back to the states, but I, I still remember it vividly. You know, uh, on that tour, you know, drinking anything cold or water, or, or you know. It, it was really, really sensitive to my teeth. Eating was was very minimal too because I I had chipped teeth. So uh, yeah, yeah, that that you know that that's one of the ones that that stands out. You know, I've I, I I've had concussions. I've been kicked. I've been punched uh, on various other occasions. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I was injured all the time. Mm-hmm. Now the. The spots that the referee use the referees usually have, um, as far as just like the the whole dusty finish type of type of thing, they've uh, they've scaled down on that. WWE really has scaled down on that uh, a bunch. Now, were they doing those type of spots uh, while you were there? No, never got to do one with WWE. You know, like I've done them on the indies uh, uh, a few times, but. Um, mm-hmm. As far as WWE was concerned, I, I never had the opportunity to do one of those. I, I think the closest that I ever got to doing one of those was, was during it was uh, Edge and Cena. It was around late 2006. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was doing uh, special guest refereeing, and mm-hmm. there was a spot where where Ricky uh, would get taken out, and I would come running down and I'd slide in for a big false finish. It was a big one. Two and by the time I started coming down with three, Steamboat was up and he caught my arm and uh. that's that's one of the things you know that I really you know have thanked Steamboat uh, is my timing he, working with him on, on that particular spot for those few weeks doing the house shows like that. I mean he really taught me what timing was about and uh, you know I thank him for that. But that was probably mm. the closest I got uh, to the dusty finish. Nice. Yeah, who was it? Uh, Tommy Young back in the day that was just uh, he he was just the ref the chosen referee that would always uh, be a part of the dusty finish back in the NWA days. Uh, it was, hey, you know, real quick tidbit on that. I mm-hmm. actually got Tommy Young's number recently, and I called him, and I talked to him for about two hours. I I I never met him, never never met him, but I, he's one of the influences uh, of me for me as far as a referee is concerned. And I called him and I spoke to him for about two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Very, very sweet man. I mean, he, he was so nice, very humble, was really blown away. You know, that, that, you know, that I, you know, would want to call him and talk to him. And, you know, he, he was telling me some stories and he was telling me about working and how he did it and why he did things and things came naturally. There was other things that he did just because, you know, he felt it enhanced the match. And, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things, you know, that he was really hammering home that as a referee, you're there to enhance the match. You're not there to get yourself over. You're not there yeah. to, you know, be the star, you know, you're there to make the match better. And yeah. it was so cool, you know, to finally meet him and talk to him via phone call. But I mean, he was great. And he's like, Hey, look, you ever want to call me again? Please do. He's like, you know, I appreciate it. And I was like, wow, this is Tommy Young. And I'm just going like, yeah. good. So, very cool moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's so funny. I love when um, wrestling personnel mark out for, for other people. I love it. There's something 
there's just a, a soft spot in my heart to see like a wrestling personality mark out for for another wrestler or another you know uh, talent of some sort. I think it's just hilarious and it's and it just really to me it just really appreciate makes makes me like the business even more to see people in the business mark out for other people in the business. I just think that there's just you know it's like I, I'm not proud. I, I like I still have you know my personal favorites. Just because I reached you know, certain you know type of um, you know just because I've reached a certain type of you know status or clout you know doesn't mean that I still you know can't mark out in my personal favorites or you know do with like you know Pat Patterson would do a lot with um, he would look uh, you know look uh, like crack the uh, the curtain and, and watch the matches and things like that uh, and I just I love that I love seeing that got a question from Mark here on Facebook Live did Vince ever give a reason why commentators don't give refs names anymore yeah that was uh, all because of Kevin Dunn and mm. uh, apparently from, from what I was informed is that uh, referees were irrelevant and referees weren't superstars. So it, it didn't make sense for the audience to know a referee's name. And, and, and that started happening around, I want to say late 2007, early 2008. And mm-hmm. yeah, because I, I, I was still there when they did it, because when I got there, that's one of the reasons why uh, I, I changed my name from you know, Rubicaba, which is my born given name. But WWE asked me, you know, to come up with three different names, and that's why I came up with Elias. But I came up with Elias because that was my dad's, my stepdad's name. My, and my stepdad is my dad who raised me. He married my mother when I was two years old, and he mm-hmm. raised me. And that's why I, I to honor him, because he could never afford to change my name legally. That's why I use his name, Elias, to honor him. And because and because it was who I was, you know, Marty Elias. So you know, WWE liked the name and they used it. But then um, around, like I said, 2007, 2008 is when Kevin Dunn made the call to not uh, state uh, referees' names, and that's why you don't hear anybody's names. Once in a while, Michael Cole will let somebody's name slip, but other yeah. than that, you know, you know, they're not allowed. You know, I I'm really surprised that WWE actually made referee cards recently. On the, mm-hmm. For the top trading cards, I'm really surprised at that. You know that that really mm-hmm. blew me away. That they actually you know took the time to make referee cards and you know. So okay. yeah, very interesting. Very very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Mike Kyoto is, is you know he's he's been in the business for a while and uh, um, any stories on Kyoto? Oh, Mike was great. You know w- w- when I got to WWE, he he really helped me with uh, a lot of my positioning and things, you know, because he would actually take the time to sit and watch and, uh, you know, just, I mean, because I love Kyoto because Kyoto is one of the guys, you know, with Tommy Young, Tim White, and Jimmy Corderas. I mean, it's those four guys, you know, that that I really, you know, looked looked up to and and wanted to be like. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, Mike Kyoto was cool. You know, I, I traveled with him my first, I want to say first year and a half there. I traveled with him and, you know, we, we had some adventures, but, but the guy is really, really good. I mean, at what he does, I mean, he, he's probably the best, you know, going today besides me. 
you know. Uh, and that's not to sound like <laughs> an ego maniac, over. but got to put myself <laughs> over there, bro. You know. But but Mike, but Mike really took the time and and really helped me with my positioning and and really taught me how to work. Yeah. Really taught me how to work with guys. So mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I got another question from Corey. Do you see the uh, Hebners go, ever going back to the WWE? Uh, personally, humbly, th- that's not my decision. But in, in the wrestling business, never say never. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, another another referee is Charles Robinson. Uh, any any stories with him? Uh, you know, little Nate, he was involved in an angle uh, in WCW. Uh, kind of a two-parter. Um, <laughs> what were your thoughts on Charles Robertson? Do you have any, you know, did he give you any pointers? And were there, was there any time that you wanted to be a part of an angle in the WWE? Um, Charles is such a sweetheart. I, I still talk to Charles all the time. As a matter of fact, he even texted me a couple of days ago, you know, that he was going to be in Hawaii doing some uh, Spartan races with him and his girl. And, uh, he, I posted my, my T-shirt, and here's a plug, my T-shirt from Lucha Apparel, Marty Lice, the law T-shirt. And I, I got a random text message from him saying, medium. And I went, okay, no problem. I said, I'll, I'll send you one out. I said, Bye. please do me a favor and, and wear it proudly. And he goes, wear it? He goes, I'm going to wash my car with it. So oh. that, that's Charles Robinson, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, love Charles, love Charles to death, you know. Uh, when WWE's out here, you know, uh, I, I try and make it a point, you know, to at least hook up with them and have a quick lunch or a quick dinner and, and hang out and uh, go look at record stores. Um, you know, like Charles w- w- was another guy, you know, uh, rode with him for, for a bit. Um, but then eventually, like, Charles got tired of me snoring. So he goes, hey, man, I can't room with you no more because you snore too loud. You sound like a damn bear. So... <laughs> Oh man, yeah, Charles Robinson for you, little Nate. Um, uh, yep. As far as an angle is concerned, I mean, no, you know, really, I mean, you know, if 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 I would have been involved with something, it would have been cool to be involved in a storyline with Jericho or 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 Shawn Michaels, but you know, it, it never came to fruition, and then uh, you know, there I go. Yeah, absolutely. Got another, got another question here on Facebook Live. What's the toughest gimmick match to work and the best? Good question. Uh, the toughest for me, believe it or not, was a pudding gimmick match. Uh, you know, like that one was just like, oh, my God. I, I really didn't know what to do. I mean, as far as positioning-wise and where I really needed to be, it was just, you know, you know, like two women in, in, in a big old pool of pudding, you know. So it was like, okay, you know, what do I do? Do I stand here and eat the pudding, or, or do I just, you know, what do I do? You know, but I just stood there and just kind of, you know, uh, made facials and kind of just, you know, goo-goo guy got over it, and that was it. I think one of the toughest ones was the um, uh, Elimination Chamber match because the, the, the cage and everything was just very, very intense, and you, you had a lot of different finishes you know, to remember and, yeah. uh, you know, you know, so yeah, probably those two. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Um, and, uh, we got, uh, is this, 
interesting. Uh, and Stone Cold's favorite ref is that? Uh, uh, I don't know who Stone Cold's favorite ref is. Uh, is that? Is are you Stone Cold's favorite ref, or is Kyoto Stone Cold's favorite ref? No, I mean it's not me. You know, the unfortunate <laughs> thing is, you you know, I never got to work with Steve. I, I've met him several times. He, he probably doesn't know who I am, but uh, you know, I, I I would have loved to have been Steve's, you know, uh, favorite ref, you know, but I, I doubt I am. It's probably Hebner or Kyoto. Yeah, probably. Or Harris uh, or, or Timmy White. Yeah, he- uh, Hebner. Hebner is what uh, is what the comment says. Earl Hebner. All right, we got time for a few more uh, questions. You going to hang out with us for the headlines and uh, and the reviews? Sure. Absolutely. All right, so we got uh, enough time for a couple more questions. Um, so while you WWE, were they ever concerned with competing with Impact Wrestling? No, no, no not at all. I mean, you know, I, I vaguely remember that even being brought up. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't something, you know, where, where, where they were, you know, looking at what they were doing, you know, uh, the thing with WWE, you know, that folks need to remember that that thing, that machine is so big and, and there's so many moving parts to it that, that they're consumed with that machine running the way it needs to run. And yeah. as far as everything else that's happening, if, if there's anything that piques their interest, I'm sure they'll have somebody look at it or investigate it. But that machine is so big that, I really don't think that they sit back and wonder what other people are doing. Mm. And that's just my humble opinion from being there. Yeah. That's a good point. A couple more questions. What WWE talent do you wish the company would have pushed more while you were there? Well, I was there. Uh, Lance Cade was a guy that mm. I, I really wish that they had pushed him. Um, I, I know he, he got in trouble and he got fired eventually or whatever and everything, but Lance Cade, when he, he was working the angle with Jericho, it, it just would have been cool, you know, you know to see that push happen yeah. just a little bit more for Lance, you know. But uh, it seems yeah, like the I mean, WWE was trying to to do something a little bit because uh, he he uh, Michaels put him over uh, once, didn't he? Yes, yeah, uh, on a Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and then the, if you had the opportunity, what match from the '80s would you have refereed? Steamboat and uh, uh, Flair, man. Sidetown Rumble? Which one? They've had 583,000 of them. Uh, the one from Chicago. Yeah, Sidetown Rumble. 89, right? Yep, 89. Yeah, that, uh, that's probably my second favorite match of all time. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, that, I think that's my second favorite match. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny because I, I love that match so much that. I even told Steamboat one time, and of course, going back to marking out and things, I told Steamboat, I said, Rick, I said, you know what's so cool about that match? And he's like, what's that? I said, well, from apart being you and Flair and doing your stuff, I go, the first false finish didn't occur until 30 minutes into the match. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. What a difference 30 years make. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow, that uh, that is a really interesting tidbit there. Uh, last question of the night before we get to uh, the headlines: Who was your favorite travel partner? Excellent. Oh God, you know, 
God, you know, you know, like there was a, a few of them. Uh, Lance Cade w- was one. Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, uh, Charles w- was always fun. Um, Kyoto, you know, we, we, we had some interesting times, some fun times. But uh, yeah, you, you know, but there was quite a few. There was quite a few. But 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 I would have to honestly say my favorite would probably be Chris Jericho because of the fact that you know we, we were always blasting music and you know you know talking about music and living music and stopping at record stores and and doing all that stuff you know so i'd probably say jericho is probably my favorite nice awesome uh we got to do this again man that great interaction from uh facebook live wrestlezone uh wrestlezone facebook live stay tuned we we got some awesome. headlines we got some raw smackdown review we got some SummerSlam. Uh, 2011 through 2014. Let us know all your Raw and SmackDown uh, thoughts here in a moment. We got a lot of headlines to uh, to talk about. So, thank you for the Q and A, Marty. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. I was bringing the co-host for every single week. Uh, thank you so much, uh, uh, Marty. And we're going to have you hang on the line here to talk about the headlines and Raw and SmackDown. And, of course, our Evan Tech Proud is on the line with us as well. How are you tonight, sir? Doing all right. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Right, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. Good to have you back, Marty. Of course, Father Stone, always an honor. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get to the headlines. All right, so as we saw on Raw, um, the, the, a video was released, uh, well, last week, a match with Nia Jax. Um, Bailey was injured. Uh, some people thought it was uh, a work, and we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to one particular person who thought it was a work. But uh, they announced that uh, Bailey's no, no longer going to be on SummerSlam. Uh, they did a uh, two, triple threat, or did, uh, two triple threat matches. Uh, we'll get to the raw review here in a moment. Sasha Banks and Nia Jax won, um, and so they'll be competing next week. Uh, but Taz last week he thought it was a work. Uh, he said that uh, just some, uh, you know, why he was working with with the WWE. Um, he was talking about how he feels that uh, uh, there were some camera angles that usually doesn't occur um, when there's a legitimate injury. Um, he said that the the way she bumped uh, did not look, you know, like a, a separation. He brought, he, you know, what I mean? he <laughs> it was a bold statement, but he presented some interesting points uh, as far as just it being a work. Uh, so here's my question to you, uh, Marty: Do you think that now the 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 injury seems legitimate? Do you think that the WWE can indeed turn this into a work. Well, yes, they could because WWE is capable of doing many things, but I know for a fact that it's not a work that she is legitimately hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, I would like to think that it, it, it was, you know, something they're going to turn into a work, but she is legitimately hurt. One of the things, you know, that I, I, I did kind of just, Hmm, you know, thought for a moment is the referee didn't throw up the X, mm. you know, because when somebody, somebody is hurt like that, referees normally find out, especially if somebody's 
really selling a body part or something, you know, you're always asking if they're okay or what. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't see any X thrown up, you know, because uh, of the extent of her injury, you know, knowing what it is today, you know, you know uh, that's a pretty serious injury, you know, separated mm-hmm. shoulder. And, and for somebody to work through it, I mean, you know, you know, hats off to you. But yep. no, knowing her and knowing what I know, I know for a fact that it's a legitimate injury. Evan, your thoughts on uh, Bailey being injured? Yeah, it kind of it was bad time before. I know, I know WWE was really looking forward to using her for SummerSlam. You know, she's one of the, you know, one of the more over women um, in WWE, of course. You know, Sasha Banks and Charlotte. But I, um, I'm with, I thought I'm with Marty. Like I said, I, I know I, I'm not necessarily in the business as a worker, but just being around a lot of the boys and knowing them for getting on the years. I knew it was a shoot. I no time that I think it was going to be a work, and um, this kind of sucks for. Her. I mean, the good thing, good thing about it is that she has a big crowd following, and a lot of people are behind her. So, um, except you know, for Toronto, she could. Yeah, except for Toronto. Well, it, it, it's my, Marty. Am I correct? The uh, I know Cole and Jerry always called it Bizarre Land, Canada. Canada always had a, <laughs> a weird way of uh, cheering. <laughs> Sharing and uh, doing whoever he wanted to. So um, yep. I don't know. I mean, she. Uh, I like Bailey. I do. Uh, I, I would love for her to see her character kind of. They do a little something different. I just feel like her her character, her shelf life is going to run out soon. She can't do the nothing against the hugging and, and loving, but I just think today's age it's only been so long you can do that. Besides, you just got to add like a little tweak to it. This is my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, absolutely. No, I. I totally agree. And, you know, seeing, you know, the promo that she cut and everything else, uh, I, I would really love for her to come back after she's healed as a heel, you know, to, mm-hmm. to turn her, you know, because th- that, that would really put a whole different spin on her character, you know, I, and after seeing what happened in Toronto with the booing and things of that nature, you know, it, it would be interesting, you know, to, to, I mean, maybe WWE, is going, hey, you know, maybe we got something there, but you, you don't know. But at the end of the day, I just wish her a speedy recovery, and, and I hope she comes yeah, back stronger than ever. And you know, she she does well, you know, because she's a good girl. Yeah. Something one of my staff, something one of my staff members pointed out on my show earlier tonight that they actually edited out uh, the part on Raw when she said, "Really, guys?" And she kind of actually broke her and acknowledged the fans more her. If you oh, ever really? Watch Raw. Yeah, I think they they be edited that out. I think on the YouTube clip or the Hulu mm-hmm. clip, they edited that part out. So I I, mm-hmm. I, would, I would say do the reverse. Have a connect with the yuck, Mister Yuck. You know the little yuck face she used to get the poison. Do everything yeah. reverse. She had had me the smiles. Have a connect with the yuck face. Mm-hmm. Like it's a totally different. Yeah. To, uh, had like the little huggy. We just got them little uh, balloon things. She got the little um, balloon hugs. Had her come yeah. up looking mean and evil. You know, do something like a total one eighty or what she used to. Say that mm-hmm. would be fun. Yeah, I think uh, WWE edited it out because it probably wasn't part of the script. So, uh, right. yes, yes, Sean on Facebook Live right now. Marty's favorite match in, in WWE was Taker versus Michaels, the referee at WrestleMania twenty five. Yes, um, and. So yeah, as I'm 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 willing to I'm willing to explore Bailey being a heel as well. I wrote an article on Russell Zone when she was on Steve Austin's show 
Uh, and she <laughs> recalled, we talked about this a few weeks ago when she actually recalled a moment where, you know, there were a couple of times where, um, where she was supposed to, <laughs> where she wanted to be a heel. She, she actually was about to pitch a moment like, okay, this is the moment. This is the time where I'm about to be healed. And she said that she saw a fan, uh, some time before raw that cheered her <laughs> and, the fans cheer actually stopped abruptly stopped her from pitching a heel turn. And uh, you know, I'm like, Bailey, come on, man. You, I mean, a lot of times the biggest baby faces become baby faces because they have that heel run. So, um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm willing to, you know, she said that she's willing to t- uh, change her look as far as just the, the, the hair and things like that. What actually got me for Bailey, which I was like, okay, this is something good, is when she came out without the ponytail. Just something as subtle as that. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? To, to, to mm-hmm. Something that subtle to me was noticeable, you know, because basically her brand, she lives and dies by the ponytail. And that was her brand. Yeah. That is her brand. And the fact that she came out without the ponytail, to me – even if it wasn't intentional, it was effective uh, for me uh, because I think that uh, that is a slow burn away from the Bailey brand. And uh, I'm willing to see, you know, I've followed her ever since uh, yeah. uh, uh, NXT and, yeah. you know, I'm willing to see how it is. Yeah. And you know what? It was very subtle. Yep. And I bet you a lot of people didn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no I did. Too. I picked it up. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Marty might remember this. I'm not sure if he was WWE uh, 96, uh, Raw's War, or 97 at one time when Taker came out with no makeup. The time he came out that random time with like a jean shirt and he started talking like as himself, like that little subtle, that's what it reminded me of, barely with no ponytail, that, that one mm-hmm. subtle change. It was like when Taker came out and, you know, he, he started actually talking. I think on YouTube, somebody sent it to me, titled like Taker with no makeup, first time on Raw. Yeah. And he just came well, out I'm like a regular saying, person. I'm glad you didn't say Ultimate Warrior in the Shades. No, <laughs> that never happened. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Lawler. <laughs> and that's what <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that uh, was infamous. That was a very notorious. I tried that like that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so Eva. So what? What another thing that people were about Eva Marie's run uh, in the WWE. Uh, but it's 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 uh officially gone. Uh, but it seems like she's doing some pretty good stuff. It seems like uh, you know bigger and better heights for Eva Marie. Uh, she. You know, it just wasn't very good, you know, for her, just her run. Um, she was very, very green in the ring. Um, her going yeah. to NXT was good from Total Divas. They caught her up way too quickly. Um, the gimmick that they were going to give her was interesting, but people, but it was, it was a bit DOA because people, just weren't they, they they weren't buying into her in ring work whatsoever. And of course a gimmick and out can overshadow that if it's really, really good, if it's really uh infectious. However, 
Um, somebody said, let's not ignore the leggings Bailey was rocking on Raw. <laughs> yeah, the leggings, that's awesome. the, 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 the leggings and no ponytail. That's uh, that's the, the transformation of Bailey. Um, but yeah, you know, with with even Marie, you know, it, just people just weren't buying into the gimmick for a lot of reasons, mostly because her in ring work. Um, calling her up was just a bad idea. Uh, we'll start with Evan. Uh, just it seemed like you know, as far as acting is concerned, she definitely used WWE as a. I mean, she's in a. She was just in a movie, um, so she's using WWE as a springboard to her acting career, which is good. Uh, however, her run in WWE is 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 quite forgettable. Yeah, I just remember her being a red redheaded girl from Bogodidas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's really about it. I don't, I can't, um, I can't even think about any message she's had. I'm, I'm not trying to mm-hmm. tell me. I just really don't. <laughs> she was, she was there quick and she's gone quick. And like I said, and I hope you know she propelled from WWE and finds success. You know, other things in her career, but I mean, I, Marty might remember more than I do, but I don't. I just remember being a redheaded girl on Beavis. Yeah, that uh, Marty. They yeah, really didn't Stephanie. do much with her. No, I didn't. I, I never. I've never even met her. You know, but the only thing you know that that, that I recall is you know her her promo that, that she did when she first came in when they had the girls in the uh, the ring and, and she tried cutting a promo and yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that it, was, it, rough. It was rough. But uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, I I, I really didn't follow what she did. I mean, I'm sure, you know, she's a very cool girl and, you know, probably has some good traits to her, but it, it, it just, wrestling wasn't wrestling meant to be. Meant and, to be. you know, sometimes that's what happens. You know, it's like, you know, you, you go and you, you work hard to go do something and it just doesn't work out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got a question. What happened with the whole suspension? Was the prescribed medication related? Um, I knew that. I knew the details when it happened. Um, I don't. I don't remember uh, the details of why she was suspended. I, one thing I do know is that her husband uh, went to Twitter and just went off <laughs> on Twitter uh, as far as just uh, her being unjustly suspended. Uh, which was not very good for her. That, from a PR standpoint, that wasn't good at all. Her husband was like a a, a light version of Rebby Hardy when it came to that. And, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's the, and that yeah, she's the PR standard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's get into some SummerSlam trivia for the Facebook Live crowd, for the uh, awesome audience uh, that's going on right now. Um, went on a rant. Yep, uh, that is the correct. Yep, uh, her 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 uh, husband uh, went on a rant. Sure did. Uh, who won the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam 1994? That's for the Facebook Live crowd. Who were who won the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam 1994? All right, let's get to the next headline. Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I had a really, really good um, Q&A session recently on his podcast, and he was uh, he took a few questions as well. 
And uh, he was talking about just uh, territories that he, you know, what he was asked as far as territories that he wanted to work for um, outside of, you know, that he's never worked for. You know, of course, the WCW and world class and things like that. Um, he he stated, he you know, he was asked as far as territories that he never worked. And he said that he hands down would have wanted to work uh, Mid-South. Um, and he also mentioned uh, old school NWA. He was talking about how, you know, he really loved N- NWA because of the mystique. He was talking about how when he looked at NWA, he felt like a shoot. Uh, he said the good guys and the bad guys still mattered. And I, you know, I'm a traditionalist like that. You know, if you can, you can, uh, good job, uh, Steve Razor, Razor Ramon, Corey. I see, uh, both of you guys, uh, the right answer, Razor Ramon. Good job. Um, but yeah, Steve Austin, you know, he was talking about just the importance of kayfabe and just, you know, how the good guys and the bad guys, um, really mattered in the NWA. And of course, you know, we, we've had a bit of an evolution with that as far as just the gray area type of wrestlers, but Marty is just, uh, we'll we'll start with you, Marty, just as far as just, uh, you know, uh, someone who's been a fan, you know, you've been refereeing for 20 years and just been a fan for much longer than that. You know, you and Austin are around the same age. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on just the old school uh, kayfabe? And do you think that's place in modern day professional wrestling? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the old school kayfabe, you know, because I, I like to pride myself that that I got, that I got involved with the business, with the business. At, 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 the very trail end of, of the kayfabe because kayfabe was still alive and well when I got in so I, I really love that aspect of it is, is kayfabe made in today's wrestling? Absolutely I really wish you know that there would be some mystique and but with social media Twitter, Instagram, all this you know it, it, it's really difficult to kayfabe when Guys are out there and they're congratulating their opponent. Yeah. Uh, after they <laughs> you know, a have a, a match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hey, yeah. you know, I'm wrestling tonight against this guy, whatever. And, you know, we we went out, we tore it up, and we, we hate each other, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're taking selfies, having dinner. I mean, come on. Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, I I I oh, 100% agree with that. Yeah, I mean. It's one of those things that if if you decide, and here's my thoughts on it real quick. We'll get to you, Evan. My thoughts is like this. If you choose to be a part of the professional wrestling business, you should embrace what pro wrestling is. And it's, you know, it's choreographed, it's staged, it's predetermined. We all know that. But the that's not the point of professional wrestling. The point of professional wrestling is always, always compared to, always say it's a comic book come to life. You as the writer, you as the wrestler, is supposed to suspend the reality of the viewer, period. That is, should Absolutely. be the goal of professional wrestling, hands down. We know, we know, there's, we know that both people know what the ending is going to be, unless someone gets hurt, God forbid, and it has to change abruptly. We know, you know, that, that a lot of times people call moves within the ring. We've gotten to the point where we've, we've heard people actually call moves. We know all those things. Yeah. <laughs> However, the cheers and the boos come 
from a character getting heat or getting over or getting pops. That's where that's that's exactly where the the sweet spot is when it comes to professional wrestling. Period. You're supposed to suspend the reality of the viewer, and they already know what's going to happen, but they're they're having cliffhangers and are having you know two counts, two and a halves to really engulf the crowd to really get excited of something they already know about. <laughs> so it's like, you know, when you take away the kayfabe uh, element, it's just, you know, it, it, it kind of takes so much. It, it, to me, it takes the heart and soul away just from the, the, the reality suspension element, which is what professional wrestling is all about. What are your thoughts on that, uh, Evan? No, I agree. Um, I know Marty was talking about you know, social media with Twitter, Instagram. Me, one of my my shoe jobs. I'm I'm a I'm a computer technician. I've been in IT profession for over 13 years, and I feel like with social media, all the wrestlers need to have is this social media discipline. And if you see, either if you take a picture, and, you know, if I'm working, you know, you got Strowman against Reigns. Now, one of my buddies sent me a picture of them hanging out in Europe or France, but it was one of those months ago. It was like, dude, you just try to kill each other. And then y'all posing with the audience. You can take those yeah. pictures, then only you have to post them. Mm-hmm. Me. And even if you I do, though, here's the thing. Even if you do, you can make your Twitter account private. You That's can make it private. Exactly. Everyone's saying your privacy settings. Yeah. Right. If, if you want to post this stuff, if you got to post, pictures you're doing. You know, back in the day we know how it was before the internet. We took pictures and we had nowhere to post them. Right. People saw the pictures and Steve looked at a photo album. He brought it over <laughs> the house and he came over your house. So it was like... A, pol- a Polaroid. Pictures, a Polaroid, right. If you had to take, if you gotta post it, make it private. Or mm-hmm. just don't upload them at all. Hold it, hold on to it. Only saying people can see it because I'm kind of old school. Like, I love TV. And I'm glad to know some of the old friends I have still kind of work with some people. Yep. Absolutely. And, just, and I feel even though technology now, that's even more to have when you can bring cases. You know, have fun on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. You can bring that case that you lost to it against each other. Love against each other. Make it fun. But, you know, oh, I just I just tried to knock you out, you know, Marty, you know, for frying pan and tried to crush you in an airborne. Then next week, we send an airborne taking selfies. Right. Well, it makes sense. Eating some bone swings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. Fantastic points. I, I agree. I just, I, I'm a fan of professional wrestling. And, you know, professional wrestling, you know, we can't take away just really the foundation of wrestling. And, and you know, kayfabe to me is just the foundation of professional wrestling. That's what the... That's what the athletes are there for, is to suspend the reality of, of the viewer. Uh, next trivia Amen. question is, uh, who, wh- wh- what was the main event of SummerSlam 2001? We've got some questions here on Facebook Live. We'll get to them when we get to the Raw uh, and SmackDown review. Uh, what was the main event um, of SummerSlam 2001? 
Speaking of kayfabe, I was a part of a Q&A session, uh, WrestleMania weekend, and I asked, uh, uh, you know, it was a mark-out moment for me since we're talking about mark-out moments. Um, I got to be in the same room as uh, the greatest of all time, Sting, and uh, I got to uh, ask him and Ric Flair, the GOAT, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, it's it's here's the thing. Uh, I got to be in the same room with uh, Sting. I was a part of a Q&A session with uh, Sting, Flair, and JR. And uh, I, I, I asked um, uh, Sting and Flair, I said, you know, what are your thoughts? So I think, yeah, I asked JR too. I asked all three of them. Um, what is uh, Booker T versus The Rock? Good job. That is, that is correct. Um, I asked uh, all three of them, just what are your thoughts on just the um, – the, the the gray area, you know, how important is is it to have good guys and bad guys, definitive good guys and bad guys, and and Sting, you know, all of them supported it. Um, Sting was really, you know, uh, an avid supporter of just the fact of old school, you know, good guys and bad guys, you know, should still remain. And uh, you know, he because you know one of the great points that he brought up was if it wasn't for a really bad bad guy he wouldn't have been a really good, good guy. You know what I mean? That's just mm-hmm. basically the, 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 the point of the matter. He said, you know, Rude was a fantastic heel. You know, he worked with Rick Rude. He was one of the best heels of all time. And only thing that that did was it made more people rally behind Sting as the person who, you know, Rick Rude's getting all this heat and Sting is the one to deflate it. And that's where people cheer. And, um, you know, uh, that's a segue of the next point of uh, Sting. He's 58 years old. You know, I, if it was up to me, he'd be wrestling forever. But uh, I, understand oh, yeah. that, uh, <laughs> I understand that time catches <laughs> up with you. Uh, and, and he, you know, he, he was a part of, you know, he did a Facebook Live. Uh, he was accustoming himself to uh, Facebook Live. And, and he was asked a question about uh, uh, wrestling. And he said that he can still wrestle. He just chooses not to. I don't blame him. You know, I don't blame him because he's, you know, he's 58 years old. Um, however, you know, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I, I, he's not. We talked. I think we talked about this a little bit last week too. You know, he's not going to get surgery. Um, he said he wasn't going to get surgery because he wanted to save it for Taker uh, when he was on the Legends of JBL show. Um, Marty, have you ever worked with Sting? No, never, never. I, I, I've never even met Sting, you know? Mm. Yeah, uh, from from the Q&A session, uh, you know, he's, it seems like he was a real – I've heard so many good things about him from wrestlers that I know who's worked with him. Uh, the only person who didn't really put him over was uh, Jake Roberts. Uh, yeah, I Jake yeah. Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I as, as, many, as many people as I interviewed, uh, and I, I, close, I think I'm around 100 people, uh, close to 100 people in the, the five, almost five and a half years the show's been here. I think as many people about, as I've talked to on this on this show about Sting, uh, the only person who didn't really put him over was Jake Roberts, and uh, you know he was, you know, Jake Roberts. Yeah, I wanted to do a couple things, and just you know. He, Sting just, just, you know, shut him down, you know, and, 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 uh, and yeah, he didn't really have the fondest things to say about Mr. Borden, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he said that he can still wrestle, uh, he's 
he's pushing 60, so I don't think that there's more left on him unless he wants to be like uh, uh, Greg, unless he wants to be like Vern Gagne, Marty. Mm. Hey. Uh. Hey, Terry Funk is making his in-ring turn for like the 80th time. So Terry Funk is coming back. Then, you know, he's still got a little bit gas left. The thing is with Terry Funk, though, is that, you know, nowadays, like, he's, you, like, he's obviously just kind of, kind of frail, you know what I mean, in the yeah, ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, it, uh, um, oh, Demolition uh, X, um, X, yeah. oh, what's his name, Ed, uh, uh, Billy, um, Billy, yeah, Billy, yeah, yeah, Billy. Um, he just retired. I think it was seventy two, seventy one. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Bill Dundee. I interviewed him on the show, and he's in the seventies, and he's still going. I interviewed Bushwhacker Luke on the show, and he's still going. I actually saw him uh, last year. Uh, it, at a local show, probably about thirty minutes away from my house, uh, he I saw him at a local show. Um, I I met him after I after I had him on my show. So when I told him he was on my show, he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," you know, you know his accent. Um, and we talked for a little bit. And uh, man, he's still going. He's like seventy two, seventy three years old, something like that. And uh, you know he he's going he's he's at his snail's pace but uh, he's he's still doing the whole bushwhacker taunt and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and that, that's, that's what's yeah that's what's so amazing about gimmicks though you know what I mean because like nowadays and I'll defer this to Marty as far as your thoughts on Sting but just nowadays wrestling is so the emphasis is so much on wrestling that. In 20 years, you can't do the same things that you're doing now, so you can't you can't automatically depend on your wrestling. That's the reason why gimmicks are so important because someone like Bushwhacker Luke can just go in there, do the human battering ram, do the Bushwhacker taunt, and he's still over. You know, what I mean, because that was his that was mm-hmm. his stick, that was his gimmick. So, Marty, you know, just your thoughts on that and just thing as well. Well, you know, the thing is now, I mean, you know, it's it's all about longevity. And, yep. and, and I hope a lot of the younger guys take heed of this and listen. It's that, you know, there's only so many times you can get dropped on your head. You know, guys have a longevity of, of 10 years, 15 years in the business. But guys nowadays are doing so many different things that – that window is down to maybe three or five years now because of the guys getting dropped in their heads or doing the circus Olay stuff. So somebody like Sting, who's 58, he can probably still go and do a stinger splash in the corner, put somebody in the smoking death lock, and, and it would be over. Hence Luke and, and Bushwhackers and, and, and all that stuff because those guys never dropped anybody in their head. They never were getting dropped on their head. You know, so that's about the longevity, and that's why – they're still able to do that, whereas guys from today, I don't think they're going to be able to do that when they're 58. Yeah, that's a very good point. Big difference. Big difference. I 100% agree. I don't think I don't think that uh, people 
nowadays will be able to do the same thing. I, I totally agree with that. And that's because I don't think that there's a gimmick that's uh, there. You know, speaking of uh, landing on your head, uh, uh, Yoshihiro uh, Takayama, we def- definitely prayers are with him. Yeah, prayers um, go to him, man. God, absolutely. So yes, absolutely. Paralyzed from neck down. He went from, as far as I remember, he, he uh, was going for a sunset flip, um, and he landed right on his head and uh, paralyzed from neck down. So, so, so. Is this on air? Um, I don't know if it was aired. I think it was an all. I know that he was, uh, he's been in NOAA. I mean, he, he's been wrestling for All Japan and NOAA. Uh, for a number of yeah, years. Yeah, look at those yeah. days. Yeah. Um, Dang, man. Yeah, so definitely prayers are with him. It's just, oh, man, such a, such a really, yeah, really tough, crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, my other guy um, who had a really, really bad, uh, uh, oh, there was a couple more New Japan guys that um, last year, my dude, um, oh, he was the never open weight champion. Um, he competed against. Um, oh, I don't know why I'm having a brain fart. Um, he 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 uh, landed. He he did a headbutt. He did one of his headbutts last year. I'm sure we can, people who are on Facebook Live uh, know. But uh, he was um, amazing. He was an amazing uh, uh, talent. He was one of my one of my favorites in, in New Japan. Um, He's, he's, you know, he's been hospitalized um, because he he had, he had one of those moments too, just as far as, um, you know, hitting hitting his head and, and and becoming. I mean, I don't think he was paralyzed. I think I think he was partially paralyzed, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and yeah. Um, uh, so whoever um, knows that, who, whoever knows that uh, that person's name, uh, probably it'll probably pop up. It'll probably pop up. Yeah, see, speaking of gimmicks, like I say when I was saying, you know, you know, he's the goat for me. He's on the show, and all these love him. We got to meet him a few times and pictures of some stuff. He's, he's where's he gonna come back and wrestle? Take his take his John. So. Yeah. There's no use of thing coming back to wrestle. And like Mark said, take a splash, take a death drop, score me death lock, a couple of rules. That's it. Mm-hmm. Look at Austin. What did Austin do? A couple of, you know, you know, HGAs and Stunner. That's it. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, wait, wait, coming. Uh, Kachiori Shibata. That's his name. Shibata. Oh, that's right. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was going to come. Yeah, Shibata. That's that's who it was. That uh, oh, man. got really, really really injured. Um, and it was. I've been um. What's up? And he had wrestled him for a long, for like fifteen years, and I dealt with the stinger for like five seconds. Wrestling yeah. in a match, and I got jumped on my head trying to do a bridge, and I lost feeling from my neck down to my hands for five seconds. That was the most. That was said to be the scariest thing ever in my life. It was back in like nineteen ninety nine. So this is the thing of like Andrew and Austin and Edge and Benoit and all of those that dealt with neck problems. That I can't even mm-hmm. imagine that. Just those five seconds alone felt like an eternity. And you think of yeah. someone that, that dealt with that, you know, that's, that's serious. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so uh, Taboo Tuesday. How about that? Um, um, 
there was one other person, um, Hamna. That was another person who uh, uh, who, who, who got injured uh, last year as well. Um, he he yeah, he was another one uh, in New Japan, uh, former tag team champion New Japan. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he, him and Shibata got injured. So that's uh, really tough. Uh, but yeah, so Taboo Tuesday. I was a really big fan of Taboo Tuesday. Uh, oh, what was it? Oh, three, oh four, and oh five, I believe. When Taboo Tuesday came out, and then it changed for another three or four years to Cyber Sunday. Um, so yeah, so now they're looking at doing Taboo Tuesday for a SmackDown Live special, and I'm cool with it. Uh, because it seems like they're really trying to have like a semi pay-per-view style with with Taboo Tuesday. I mean, with with SmackDown Live, of course, they had Cena Nakamura uh, last week, which is, you know, I'm still critical as far as it not having its pro- proper build, but it was a really good match. Um, and of course, they had, you know, Styles and Owens, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and then they had the Triple Threat when you know Jericho made his. Um, you know, made his one-off appearance, which was a really good match. Uh, so it seems like they're really trying to, you know, beef up SmackDown Live, which is good. Um, the, the ratings have, you know, it, it's it's a steady, you know, it, it's a steady two to two and a half, typically, as far as uh, viewers. Um, you know, it seems like they probably want a little bit more. I'm sure that helps USA from a network standpoint if if they see more. So it seems like they're trying to, you know, put some more people, uh, you know, kind of put beef it up a little bit. And I think a Taboo Tuesday concept is uh, is, is, is a really good job. Marty? Yeah, I, I, I would love to see something like that come back, you know, whether it be a one-off or something that they're going to do continuously. But, you know, you know, it gives you know the the people who don't have the network something to be excited about if that makes sense you know because you, you don't have to have the network to get it it's free on TV and they're giving you that pay per view fill so I'm all for it I mean if it's gonna draw people in and you know we're gonna see some great matches come of it by all means do it absolutely Evan Taboo Tuesday I'm for it. As long as, it, as long as we get legit choices and not the air quote choices where they still can actually basically uh, they can still actually script it out. You know, if yeah. you get Cena against Nakamura, don't let it be you can get a cage match, a Chuck Feudal match. Right. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, like we gonna, like gonna, they're cho- they're they're choosing the stipulations. Like we could choose the match, but they they they're choosing the stipulations, and the and the three stipulations that we get to choose from are terrible. Like we don't we don't even want those stipulations. I, I, right. I, uh, yeah, like, like, well, Nakamura saying he's gonna face off in the cage because the fans are picking cage, and uh, they're not gonna take uh, arm wrestling and you know and tough deal match. A Punjabi prison match. Yeah. And pull Jobby Prison, Kennel from Hell, <laughs> Thunderdome Cage. Uh, back, what was it? Uh, what, uh, what was uh, Dustin Rhodes and uh, Blacktop Bully? The uh, Blacktop Bully, the uh, uh, the trailer, uh, the trailer, eighteen wheeler. 
<laughs> what was that match called? Hey Marty, oh, hey Marty, what was yeah. that match called? Black Top Oh yeah, sure. What was that match called? Sure, Dustin you... Rhodes and Black Top Bully. Oh, what was that match? They were riding behind. They were riding in the back of the uh, the eighteen I don't. I remember. I, I'll find. Yeah, out. that was. You know, like that was like, yeah, a, that was like a, a haystack, haystack a haystack like trailer haystack match or trailer something. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called though. Um, I, I, I'll look at it real quick and find out what it was called. It was. Uh, oh no, yeah, I don't think I got it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that was it. Was something quite, uh, quite amusing. Uh, whatever it was called. Um, so that it was called King of the Road Match. King of the Road Match. That's what it was called. Yeah, yeah. King of the Road Match with Blacktop Bully and uh, <laughs> and Dustin Rhodes. Oh, no, nope, no more King of the Road matches, please. Absolutely not. Uh, got a comment here on Facebook Live, or they could break Eric Bischoff in for the Tablet Tuesday return. <laughs> that would be. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Headline we have is uh, so so GFW uh, Impact Wrestling um, their knockout champion Sienna uh, she went to Twitter and just uh, had uh, didn't have very good um, uh, comments uh, as far as uh, Charlotte she 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 basically alleged oh, that uh, Charlotte just uh, stole her character and you know it's funny you know she was. Mentioning the, the the feather eye and makeup and so forth, and you know and, and the pinky, and I you know <laughs> I watched I watched GFW Weekly and of course I watched WWE Weekly. I never put the two together ever, you know, because it's a totally different context. Like you know you know Sienna, which is a, you know who's a good worker, she does it as a heel kind of pompous you know type of character. But Charlotte does it with Becky Lynch as a you know they call it tea time and they have like the the, the they they pretend they have like the tea um, cups and they and they you know kind of clash them together and that's how she you know that's what she does and so Evan we'll start with you just as far as like why would you even go to Twitter and make this a big deal and it's not even the same context. Well, I think I think we're actually answering that question. People feel like they're not over enough by just doing what they're doing in the ring. They're gonna do cheeky, They're gonna do something to do something. They do something to do something to get talk about it. Yeah. Sienna's a good worker, you know, and I enjoy her work. But why else would you mention Charlotte? Charlotte's not worried about her. Pretty sure no one's worried about vice versa. And now that you put out Charlotte Flair still on my gimmick, like, like what does Charlotte Flair have anything to do with? You look at them, you know, they're opposite. You can't look at them and say, oh, well, it is kind of true. They're all kind of similar. No. Yeah. <laughs> nothing similar about them. They see attractive Caucasian women at Russell. One, of course, has a great, great pedigree. The other one necessarily doesn't. You know, of course, you know, of course, one dad being the legend, and the other one, you know, family is in the business. So what's the point? You're just trying to get yourself older and trying to get yourself notoriety. Yeah. 
Marty, your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm with you on that. I, I never even thought about, you know, putting the two together and going, oh, yeah, you know, hey, this is the same gimmick. You know, because it, it, they're two totally different characters. They're in two different promotions and TV shows. So it could be a major, major coincidence. But, but I don't think anybody's going to lose sleep over No, exactly. <laughs> I totally agree. Similarly, Sienna did, but uh, I don't think anybody else uh, did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, next, before we get to the Raw and SmackDown review, the quick Raw and SmackDown review, um, another trivia question here. Um, What type of match did Shawn Michaels and Triple H have at SummerSlam 2002? What type of match did... uh, uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H have at SummerSlam 2002. All right, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the Raw and SmackDown. We'll be right back. Marty, your thoughts on Raw and SmackDown? God, I miss those intros, man. Those are so cool. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I mixed up, I mixed up myself because uh, I, I DJ. Really? And, uh, God, I yeah, love those yeah. intros, man. I miss yeah, those. Yeah, and, and I was like, you know what? Two, I think my favorite Raw and my favorite SmackDown uh, entrances, I want to do a mashup of them, and I want that to be you know, the segment you know, it's the segment song, and uh, I, I mixed it together, mastered it up, uh, and uh, there you go. So, great yeah. job, great man! Job. Great job. Yeah, <laughs> I was listening to it. I was going like, oh, you know, I can visually see the the TV screen, and then all of a sudden the pyro going off from under that rock, yeah. smack down, and just like how cool it was. Yeah, I agree. Didn't even know what they were saying in the intro. No, no. Uh, but, but I was so excited that I would that I. Yeah, I didn't care. <laughs> Nor this time. Raw was yeah, good, Raw. you know. Um, I uh, felt, you know, that they are, are, are telling that story and they're really setting up the the four way for Joe, Brock, and Braun and um, Reigns. You know, mm-hmm. so the build up for that, you know, is is, is really coming to. Um, and you know, hopefully yeah, hopefully at SummerSlam we we have a great man event. Yeah, absolutely. SmackDown. SmackDown. I couldn't say what what was what because I I only seen bits and pieces of it. And what I seen, it was like, okay, it's SmackDown. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um. Having your thoughts on Raw SmackDown? Uh, well, the three things stood out to me about Raw. One, 
you got to give it to the Miz. The Miz is the best heel in the business today. Despite being in Canada, despite people booing their faces and cheering the heel, Miz still is one of the few people that can get legit heat, yes. no matter what he does. His rendition of Paul Heyman, even using a word that he never used as un-universal champion, was hilarious. <laughs> um, the second thing, what is Seth Rollins? Burn it down. What are you talking about? Burn what down? We get the video game commercial. It's like, and like Austin said it, me, you talk about this for the school, and then about Seth Rollins playing. It's like, what is Seth Rollins? Like, what are you? Like, we know he wrestles. He's a great wrestler, great talent. But just behind his character, like, you're a King Slayer, but you're not the King Slayer no more. They'll burn it down. What are you actually trying to burn down? And why do you wear belt leaves on your tights and you don't wear a belt? That's besides the point. And the end of the match, uh, Braun and, uh, and that, that chair spot is hilarious. I just wanted to even watch us and those videos moving in and gifts. But uh, you got to do with the Reigns. You know, love and hate Reigns. Reigns is a great chemistry with Braun. I love the small stuff there. Joe attacks Roman. Doesn't go up to Braun. Strowman still wins. Yet we still have yet to see all four of these guys in the ring at the same time. And we still have yet to see in the building this up to be the big moment for Summer Plan. We have yet to see Strowman Brock in the same area at once. Yeah, they had a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, nothing so physical. I kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I think uh, Michaels and Triple H, SummerSlam 2002, what type of match did they have uh, is the question on deck right now. Um, we also had a – I'll answer a question here. What my thoughts on – as far as my thoughts on Raw and SmackDown, um, we also have a question here on Facebook Live as far as what was the – uh, what are my thoughts on Jason Jordan? Uh, you can't really put oh, Toronto as a, as, a, as a litmus test as far as if if he's over as a face or not. I mean, he's kind of, you know, people weren't really cheering him before Toronto. Toronto is definitely a different crowd. Of course, we saw that many times, but especially WrestleMania 18 when The Rock, one of the most over people in all of WWE, um, got booed. Tremendously, and and Hogan was the was the the savior that night. Um, but you know, you really can't. They were they were cheering a jobber. You know, they said let's go jobber. So you know that pretty much shows you. You know, just you can't really <laughs> the, the the Toronto crowd is not really a litmus test. To, you know, as far as who's over and who's not as baby faces and heels. Um, but you know, I, I do think there's 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 a really big lack of charisma with Jason Jordan and I think that's really going to hurt him. I think the heelish moves that he's doing just kind of like the uh, aggression that he has when he, you know, during the match and he, you know, pulls down the straps, he does the, the typical, you know, the, the old school Lawler pull down the straps and, and Dundee and all that. Uh, what, I mean, that's, that's a good, that's a good segment. Um, that's a good point. So, uh, you know, we've talked about Bailey um, a couple things about Raw, as far as what I'm, uh, what I've noticed is that, uh, I, as far as what I noticed, um, I, I didn't understand. Uh, I mean, we talked about Bailey already, um, but 
I, man, it just to me, it just really seemed as if Nia Jax, man. I mean, I really, I mean, she's For growing. Real. You know, she's getting better, but man, she's dangerous in that ring. And uh, you know, and, and it's like, man, you know, someone should have, someone should really let her know that. Mm-hmm. And like, she needs some, some really good. You know, she needs some proper training when it comes to really being safe. You know, being safe to the to her opponents. You know, Bret Hart would uh, he would have a fit when it comes to that because he, you know, he pride himself as far as you know being safe. You know, with the boys and Nia Jax, you know, she can get herself over as a heel, as a strong, aggressive heel without, you know, without uh, not being safe. And I think that that's something that. Someone should really it's, get on uh, her. Yeah, yeah. I'm Some sorry. I, I, know, I know. I know the chant is Joe's going to kill you. That famous chant that everybody loves. They might have to change it to Nia Jax might kill you because she literally almost killed Charlotte twice. She got. She gave. Uh, um, what, what, what's the name, guys? Um, what was the girl name that was with Charlotte? Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Dana yeah. Brooke's concussion. Yeah. You haven't seen her since. She almost legit hurt daily. It's like, come on. Like, yeah, she needs to This was in the past four days, on the Monday Night Raw days. She would have been demoted. I mean, oh, yeah. And like you said, I'm a fan of Nia Jax, but like, you can't keep having. No. And Marty knows that he's a referee. Uh, what, do you, what do you do, Marty? Just to get that simple question. What do you do as a referee when you clearly see a performer like Nia Jax? Like working consistently unsafe with the talent. Do you try to talk to them? Do you give them advice? What are you doing at that center? No, uh, to be honest with you, you know, that, that's up to talent relations. That's up to um, the producers, you know, who were putting the matches together, you know. You know, I'm there as a referee, or the guys are there as a referee to enhance it and stuff. I'm sure if, if they would ask my opinion, excuse me, excuse me, uh, I would have given my opinion. But it's one of those things where if, if something's happening and you're there, you know, you're not getting paid to be a judgment of somebody's talent or character. You're getting paid to be a referee. So. For me, in that spot, you know, I wouldn't say anything because it's not my job to say anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it something that you may – I mean, of course, it's not your job to say anything, but just for the safety of, of the if, – if you see that there's a consistent pattern, you know, maybe a, maybe nudge someone to say something to her because, you know, the the safety of the, of the, of the opponent's – I mean, you. It's. I mean, it just can't. I mean, concussions and and you know, she just kind of, she just kind of whipped and just kind of you know ragdolled you know, uh, Bailey, which you know led to her separation. You know, shoulder separation. You know, it's just, yeah. You know, Charlotte. You know, like 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 Evan was talking about, just as far as the times when she went against Charlotte. You know, just almost really jacked her up. Um, could have paralyzed her. I mean, <laughs> twice. I mean, so um, I don't know. Just that to me, that pattern is just something that you know should be talked about. Somebody should yeah. get on her about that. Yeah. Um, 
As far as SmackDown for me, uh, Dillinger, you know, he's back to job reveal. We got a real quick. We got an interesting stat. Uh, someone said uh, 15 years ago, Lesnar uh, was Paul Heyman main evented and won undisputed championship, and 15 years later, he's main in at SummerSlam uh, as champion. So interesting stat there. Um, as far as SmackDown is concerned, um, yeah, uh, Ty Dillinger back in job reveal to me, unfortunately. Um, uh, and and here's my big thing as far as SmackDown. I wasn't a big fan of SmackDown. The two biggest champions. I mean, you had your world right, right, champ on the on the on the males and the world champ for the females. Uh, they both lost on SmackDown. That was to me that was just a terrible way to book the show. I mean, and 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 Mahal, Mahal, That's your boy. They, they've done such a, a bad right, job right, building yeah. him. Uh, period, and then you turn around and have him lose cleanly against Orton. There was no reason to book the match, <laughs> you know. And I mean, they, the the angle that they had was, um, you know, I'm not um, uh, your, your your Sing brothers aren't with you anymore. But uh, you know, that's that wasn't. So what, what did that say about the champions? Is, he, uh, is it the whole point of some of the things you're supposed to build your champion to look? Late legit competition, but yet he loses cleanly to Orton, cleanly. who mm-hmm. basically doesn't make any sense. Which Nakamura's watching, which resets comes out and puts him at the end. Yeah, what at the end, yeah. yeah that, that, Rusev's kick made Orton just look. I mean, it made made Mahal look weaker because of, of you know of, of Orton being laid out. So, all right, we got a couple minutes left. Let's uh, grade these uh, few uh, uh, SummerSlams uh, for the week. Uh, it is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to real quick. We only got a couple minutes left. Uh, 2011, we had Kofi Kingston. Um, Mysterio, uh, Morrison Mysterio defeating Miz, R-Truth, and Alberto Del Rio. Uh, Mark Henry defeating Seamus by countout. Kelly Kelly def- uh, retaining her Divas Championship, defeating Del Phoenix. Uh, Barrett defeating Daniel Bryan. Um, he had the he had the money in the bank cash in too. All right, real quick. Orton defeating Christian uh, to winning to win the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Punk defeating Cena, and then Alberto with the cash in. Uh, Marty, what do you give this? Uh, what grade do you give this SummerSlam? That SummerSlam, uh, yep. I'd probably give it a, 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 a probably a C plus or a B, mm. B minus. Yep. Evan, what do you got? C plus. Yeah, C plus for me too. Uh, there goes. Yeah. Uh, 2012, uh, Lesnar and Triple H. So Lesnar's back, uh, no, no qualification. Uh, Punk and Show, um, uh, Truth and Kingston defeating PTP, Seamus and Del Rio, uh, Seamus winning, Miz winning against uh, Mysterio, Daniel Bryan King, Jericho defeating Ziggler. Uh, what do you give it, Marty? I'd probably give it a C. Plus. C. Plus. Evan? Yeah, well, Marty, keep pressing this one. I'm going to go B. I think it was, a, it was a decently solid uh, pay-per-view. Uh, all right, so real quick, 13. Uh, Orton with the cash in on Daniel Bryan. He'll turn in Triple H. Goes Hill 2. Uh, Orton joins the authority. What do you think of that one? Big. Get that one to big. 
Uh, B, I totally agree with that. I enjoyed the uh, A intro. for me. A for me. I think this was a fantastic uh, SummerSlam. Two swerves in one night. Uh, the cash in. I was, I was a big fan of the SummerSlam. All right, lastly, uh, we got team. Uh, we got Lesnar and Cena. Lesnar just <laughs> just destroying Cena. <laughs> um, uh, that was basically, you know, Paige winning the Divas Championship as well. Taker winning the Intercontinental Championship too. Couple other decent matches in between. Uh, Marty, what do you give SummerSlam 2014? I gave it a name because I was really shocked that they let Brock do what he did to Cena. And yeah. the fact that Cena allowed it to happen, it just made Cena look like that much more of a human being instead mm-hmm. of being the, the you know, Super Cena. superstar guy that he is. So, yeah. you know, for them to book that and for them to let it happen, I give it an A. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Evan, what do you got? <clears throat> well, Marty, to the result, I'm going to get at an A. I was surprised with Cena allowing it to happen. Brock started killing it over the birth of Air Force, Flex City. Yeah. And hey, it was great. And uh, that's when Karma started because uh, not too long after that, Brock got me a Goldberg in quick fashion. But, yeah. Yep. I give it an A. I give it an A as well. Absolutely. Uh, I got we got uh, a minus on here from uh, Facebook Live. Uh, speaking of Facebook Live, thank you so much for all your fantastic interaction once again. Uh, thank you, Marty Elias, for the amazing Q and A. Uh, we got to do it again, man. I love you on the show, and I really appreciate uh, my pleasure. Time. Yeah, absolutely, I absolutely love it. Evan, always a pleasure, man. Fantastic as thank always. You. Absolutely. Uh, under the Matt Radio, 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. Check out my boy Evan's show. Yeah. And of course, uh, 280 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. What a what a run. Going strong. Thank you so much once again yeah. for all the listeners. Um, amazing numbers. And last last week, just on Facebook Live, we had uh, over 3,500 listeners. So thank you so much. God bless you all. Have a good night. Enjoy your week of wrestling. And God bless. Goodbye. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good one.